Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. A couple of things we've mastered these last two years are to focus on the task at hand and resilience in the face of external threats to our businesses and livelihoods. But now it's time to think further ahead. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. The world is changing so much so quickly these days that it just makes it difficult to plan long term. That's according to business coach and keynote speaker Nigel Collin, who says we've learned to be really good at adapting to change, at pivoting, and at being flexible. But Chris Ashmore asks Nigel whether it's even worth trying to plan for the long term anymore. Yes, and I actually think it's more important than ever to plan for the long term. And the reason I say that is if you look at successful individuals or organisations, they always have sort of a long-term vision of where they're heading. You know, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do. This is, as an organisation, this is the dint to steal from Apple that we want to put into the world. And that's almost a compass in many ways. And without that, we're going to get tossed around on the shortism sea, you know, like a boat in a storm. So I think it's really important to lock on what's important long term. But understand how we get there is, you know, not be a straight line. We're going to have to deviate. We're going to have to change course every so often. But we need to know where we're heading. Otherwise, we're just going to get frustrated ending up kind of anywhere. Well, can you go into more detail about that? On a practical level, how is it that we can plan for the future? Yeah, there's a really interesting book called Anti-Fragile by a guy called Taleb. And what he's basically saying is that organisations that have that long-term vision but are much more flexible with rapid change will actually do better. And the reason that I mentioned that is, you know, well, how do we do it? I think it's really important for individuals and for business to sit down and go, you know, what are we trying to achieve here? Who are we? What are we trying to do? And let me just give you a couple of, of good examples on this. Coles. So Coles Group, if you jump on their website, their whole thing is to provide sustainable food for all Australians. That's a hell of a goal. And it's long term. Like That's not going to change. How they achieve that is going to change. So that's that compass part. Bringing it back to anti-fragile, what Talib is actually saying is that once we have locked into that long-term vision of what's important to us, and that can be values-driven, you know, however you come across that, that then determines what those short-term plans are. So how you react to the changes that are happening now, let's look at the federal election coming up, for example, what happens there and what policies change there are going to change how we do business in many ways. And so how we adapt to that is in accordance to what is our long-term plan. So how we do it is we start in the future and probably not 10, 20, 30 years anymore, probably five to 10 years. Let's start in the future to lock on. What do we do, right? Who am I? What's important to me? What's important to my organization? Once I kind of got clarity around that, then I can start planning short term to make sure that I'm actually getting somewhere, that each step I take, each action I take, each change that I deal with is going to be in the direction of what's true to me. You know, now one of the things that COVID has also done is we have to be aware of, well, hang on, it's not just what's important to me. It's not just what I stand for, what my business stands for. It's how am I perceived? How am I contributing? And so, 
you know, the intent has changed in the market, I think, a lot, and we need to be aware of those issues. Interested in startup culture or an entrepreneur yourself, perhaps? Then you will love the history of the Australian startup ecosystem, a new podcast series that examines the rich history of Australian startups. Be inspired by guests like Tim Fung, founder of Airtasker, Daniel Flynn, founder of Thank You, Cameron Adams, co-founder of Canva, and the founders of VCs, Blackbird and Square Peg. Follow the history of the Australian startup ecosystem wherever you listen to podcasts. The link is also in the show notes of this episode. Well, you mentioned Coles as an example of having that compass and making decisions that align with that. Do you have any other examples of companies that have got it right? Yeah, look, another massive global company is Disney. And Disney's interesting because Disney have always known what they stand for. Disney's values are they're a family-driven entertainment business. When you say Disney, we get it, right? And that has never changed. You know, back when Walt Disney started it almost 100 years ago now, it's always been that way. You know, COVID decimated their theme park revenues, right, with lockdowns, their cruise ships. They got hit pretty hard. But they stayed true to who they were as an organisation. And what they did was they headed into the world of online streaming, you know, with Disney+, Plus, which has been enormously successful for them. So it's a really good example of how important it is to have that long-term compass, you know, that values-driven personality of an organisation. And the fact that short-term they can pivot, which is a horrible word, but they can, or they can shift in line with who they are. But the same is true, in fact, probably more so for small and medium businesses. So there's an an AV company in Australia called Scene Change, and they basically provide audiovisual equipment and expertise and production traditionally for the business events industry. And of course, COVID hits the business events industry, it was decimated. But that was their core. They provide AV expertise and the very best. That's who they are. And so they shifted slightly and they turned their warehouses into studios, into sound stages. So corporate events could be run virtually. And so they created these beautiful studios, bought a whole lot of camera equipment. And now that, you know, that industry is starting to open up again, they've got this new line of their business. They've gone back to their traditional roots, but they're now also providing broadcast equipment, you know, big LED walls. They've sort of segued into a new market. At the same time, staying true to who they were and who they are. And if you jump on their website, it looks the same as it did four or five years ago. But their offering has changed. But who they are, in essence, has stayed the same. And it's really hard, I think, to adapt if you don't know what your long-term vision is. Well, Nigel, things are always changing, whether it's COVID or the economy, there's skill shortages, there's always something happening, but also digital technology. Are some people fatigued by change, do you think, or is that a misnomer? I don't think it's a misnomer at all. Yeah, change fatigue is definitely a thing because at times it seems too big, too fast, too overwhelming, too hard to deal with, and I'm not Disney, right? So, of course, we get overwhelmed. One of the reasons I think we get change fatigue is it's too big, it's too hard, too scary. So what if we shift our mindset to going, well, what if I tackle this change? What if I leverage it just in small steps so I control the things I can control? You know, maybe, maybe I do a a short course on AI to understand it more. 
right? But it's those little things you do that are incredibly powerful. And I think we neglect them sometimes or we, we don't see them because we're just focusing on how big this all is. But as an individual, I can control the little things and they do make a big difference. Any final words for those listening who are perhaps looking for some encouragement or guidance for the rest of this year? Yeah, I'm a bit of an optimist, I think. I believe there is massive opportunity lying ahead of us in the next 12 months. Yes, we've got some audacious challenges ahead of us and there will be some curveballs we haven't seen yet, especially, like I said earlier, with what's going on overseas and the lure of interest rates rising and fuel prices supply. There's a lot going on, right? But there's still opportunity in there. And if you just look back through history, often great things come in moments of challenges, you know. And so my advice would be, let's just step back and shift our mindset with all of this. Let's just look at this as if we just focus on what we can control, there are opportunities here. And we just need to be brave enough to see them. And the very simple thing, for example, of a slinky. Uh, If you remember the toy slinky, you know, the spring that just bounces down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So that came to life from a naval engineer who was working out how a spring system to keep instruments even in naval vessels. And, And he had all these different springs and one of them fell off his desk and just kept going, right? And he took it home to his wife and said, look at this. And she went, wow. And they started marketing slinky as a toy, Right, And we know the rest is history, incredibly successful invention, happened from a complete mistake and a challenge of someone trying to, you know, solve a problem on a smaller scale. And the question I have for everybody is how many slinkies do we let slip through our fingers on a daily or weekly basis? Because we don't see them. We're focused too much on the, on the big external things and we miss these little opportunities that are right in front of us. So let's just step back, breathe, and I think there's great opportunities out there. That's business coach Nigel Collin. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. Producers are Nick Schilberger, Chris Ashmore, Jeff Waters and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts and Belinda Trimboli. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more B Daily next week. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.